0: Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Most heavenly gracious Father, we gather for a feast, a feast in which we celebrate one of your own who died, not only as a messenger, as an apostle, but as a martyr for the faith. We thank you And we bless you, O Lord, for giving us the faithful witness of St. Bartholomew, and that he, like each of your apostles, pointed not to himself, but pointed to the one whom they serve, their Master, our Savior, our Lord, your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. When it comes to the life of St. Bartholomew, also known as St. Nathaniel in the Gospel of John, what we see are glimpses of ourself, I dare say. For in the Gospel of St. John, what we hear is that Philip tells Nathaniel about the Lord, and he has that famous reply of, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And that's where we find ourselves at skeptical very much hostile to even hearing and receiving the gospel. And that's the context of the world that we live in today, a gospel that re- a world that rejects the gospel that is hostile towards hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. But God acts in grace. And our Lord comes to Nathaniel, who we know as Bartholomew, and says to him that I saw you there resting there at the noonday, and he confesses the Lord. He changes his heart. He comes to him where he's at, and despite his skepticism, and brings light to a dark life, brings hope in a hopeless world, brings gospel good news, that yes, the Messiah, the Christ, is here, and the Christ has worked for him, and our Lord has worked for us. We see here in the reading from the Gospel of St. Luke that our Lord Jesus Christ is talking to each one of his disciples before they've been commissioned as apostles. A dispute has broken out between the disciples. And it's so much of a perfect image of what we see, yes, even within the church itself. Disputes over power. Disputes over titles. Disputes over, dare I say, even Money. But our Lord rebukes them, chastises them, and tells them the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship. Those in authority are called the benefactors, but not so with you. And this goes to each one of us, church, not so with us. Rather, as our Lord says, let the greatest among you become as the youngest. For it reminds us of our Lord telling us that we must become like little children to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And that goes for the greatest archbishop, bishop, priest, deacon, and laity. Let the leader be as one who serves. Our Lord, our Master Jesus Christ, calling us to be servants. Not servant leaders, but to be servants. We like to use that word servant leader so much today because it kind of, you know, emphasizes at the end that you're still the leader. Just your style of leadership is is serving as well. But let's be honest with ourselves. What the gospel is calling us is to be a slave. Let the leader be a slave to those whom he serves. And our Lord reminds us, who is the greater, the one who reclines at the table, who is eating, who is feasting, or the one who is serving at the table? Is it not the one who's reclining at the table is greater than the one who is, being, who is serving them? And then our Lord reminds us of who he is in his first coming, in his first advent. But I am among you as one who serves. Though he be the master, and though he has called his disciples, yet our Lord is the one who serves at his first coming. He is the one who lays down his life. For his own servants. The son dying for us. So if we're really honest with ourselves, we're not even servants of the Lord at that point. Not until he dies upon the cross for us rebels, traitors. Do we then get invited to come and sit and feast at his table? Yes, sons. Adopted sons, but sons nevertheless with the full rights of someone who's naturally born as a son. Our Lord continues, You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, speaking to these disciples who are bickering about power, yet the Lord commends them, You have stayed during my trials. And so many have already flocked away at this point in his ministry. And I assign to you, as my Father has assigned to me, a kingdom. Now we've heard about the Gentiles and how they exercise lordship in their kingdoms. And our Lord is giving, bequeathing, gifting us a kingdom, but not one of this world, not one in which we lord it above others, that we achieve high ranks and positions and titles so that we can have people kiss our (laughs) rings. No, the position of leadership, the position of being in the kingdom is to be a servant no matter where you are placed within the kingdom of God. But our Lord assures these disciples, soon to be commissioned apostles, that you're assigned a kingdom so that you may eat and drink, that you will be served even in my kingdom by feasting at his own table, at the Lord's table, the king's And although our Lord Jesus Christ is the one true king, he tells these apostles that you will have thrones to sit upon to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. So do not take lightly the fact that you serve within the kingdom of God. It is a position of honor, but not a position to lord over others. It's a position in which we should be inviting others to the table. Inviting others to come and serve. Inviting others to participate in the death of Christ who died for us sinners. And don't think that though we are promised an entrance in the kingdom, that it will be happily ever after. At least not at first, not in this life, not until we complete this journey, until this pilgrimage is over with, until this exodus is accomplished And then heaven and earth are reunited. And the Lord comes to judge the quick and the dead as we recited in the Nicene Creed. Then all things will be made new. Then will we truly have the rest, the Sabbath that we seek. But until then, let us hear the harsh reality from the words of St. Paul, a fellow apostle of Christ, a servant of the Lord, who writes to other saints in the church, telling them, I think that God has exhibited us as apostles, as last of all, like men sentenced to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels, and to men. For we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. St. Paul writing to these Corinthians who are boasting these super apostles, who are claiming strength, When Paul says your strength is actually in your weakness, to be imitators of me, says St. Paul, because he is pointing them to the way of Christ, which is a way of serving, of being a slave to God, instead of being a slave to Satan, a slave to our own passions, a slave to our own sin. We are weak, says St. Paul, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. To the present hour, we are hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed, buffeted and homeless. And we labor, working with our own hands. When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we entreat. We have become and are still like the scum of the world, the refuse, the trash of all things. I don't write these things to make you ashamed, says St. Paul, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. These words of St. Paul echo to us from 2,000 years ago. Be imitators of Him. Do not seek out honor, but realize that if you follow Christ and you fully engage the Spirit of God, you will be held in disrepute. You will be acknowledged as a fool in the eyes of the world. Embrace it and be fools for Christ. We need more fools in the church than we need those who are being held in honor. But at the end of time, the Lord will ask, do not know who you are. Depart from me. We need to prepare for the fact that in this world, in this time that we live in, we will be reviled more and more. We will be persecuted more and more. We will be slandered and are being slandered for simply speaking, what is the truth in the Holy Scriptures? Not just the fact that We believe that we were created in the image of God, where that life should be preserved out of respect, love, and worship of our Lord, that marriage is to be held in honor. And not just that same-sex marriage is contrary to God's will and purpose, but also divorces as well. But that gets people riled up in the church. But we need to be honest with ourselves and speak the truth as revealed in the word. And where we fell and when we fell, acknowledge, humbly acknowledge, we are sinners. And that's why we thank God that Christ came to save us. As Paul says, he is the chief of sinners. And together we say, Amen, so are we. So are we. If we're not willing to be fools for Christ, to be uncomfortable in this world, then we need to have a gut check. We need to question How serious are we about our faith? How much do we trust the risen Lord who died for our sins so that we may have new life and life abundantly, but not an easy life? Let us endure as St. Paul admonishes us. Let us endure to such a level that we emulate St. Bartholomew whom the early Christian tradition tells us was killed for the faith by being skinned alive skinned alive. I cannot fathom such bar- barbary, much less the pain that he endured. And yet he endured it because he knew that his life was not his own, but belongs to the Lord. He knew that it was not his will, but the Lord's will to follow. And he died professing Christ to the very end, professing good news even to those would kill him. We do not face persecution to death, at least not yet. So let us boldly confess Christ and boldly live for Christ, day by day, moment by moment. From the very minute we walk out these doors until we meet again, let us constantly be on our knees asking the Lord for His grace, for forgiveness for the sins that we have committed and for the strengthening of that Holy Spirit that dwells within you and me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is me and right so to do. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd Pelham Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at ten thirty in the morning And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one.